0: Listen to AM680 or stream us on your PC, tablet, or phone at WCBM.com.
1: The excitement is real as legal sports betting hits home with BetMGM. Take the winning shot and join the action at WCBM.com or on the WCBM mobile app. It's time to bet, play, and win with BetMGM.
0: King Classic Live starts now on Talk Radio 680, WCBM, and 99.9 FM in Hartford County.
2: All right, good morning to you. If you are just getting started with your day, you're just getting on the roads, I have to warn you, it is a bit busy out there, but I think settled, things are settling down. Uh, if you're just joining us, we were speaking to the garage. He is uh, now in the mayoral race here in Baltimore City. And this isn't his first time running. Yes, he's run before he ran in 2020. He also ran in 2018 for the state's attorney's race. And, uh, of course, he is getting the criticism that he is uh, running, running, running. But as he pointed out, on the show, just about 20 minutes ago, he said, look, if you're tired of me running, fix it. <laughs> I thought that was a great answer. And that's true, right? if you don't want him to continue to run for these seats that can fix the problems, then fix them yourself. He just knows, like I know, that they're not going to fix the problems. They're getting paid way too much money to fix any of the problems. Now, like I said before, we didn't have through for a ton of time. As you can imagine, his schedule is very busy today. Uh, but we will schedule something where he can come in studio and hopefully get him in for about an hour so that you can call in and ask him questions as well. Uh, I will try to see if I can get that scheduled uh, as soon as possible. Uh, again, he did note that he did not like the vision. For the revitalization of the Inner Harbor. Uh, We do know that uh, when it comes to Maryland taxpayers, that is us, of those of you that listen here in the state of Maryland, uh, we put $66 million into this project. Okay. Now, that was Governor Larry Hogan, mind you, that signed off on that, which I didn't think was a bad decision because obviously you want the Inner Harbor to be revitalized. And, you know, Baltimore City was once a gem and, you know, a tourist attraction. Uh, But as we received so many mayors after uh, Mayor William Donald Schaefer, unfortunately, we had a bunch of mayors way too busy lining their own pockets to continue to make sure that the inner harbor would thrive. And I agree with the rule on that as well. It's like, look, you've you've got all these people that are, uh, you know, in the race. Mayor Brandon Scott, he's been in city council and in city hall since 2011, even prior to that. Uh, you know, he, he served his jobs were in City Hall as well. So you've got the same old, same old with these individuals. They don't have innovative ideas, right? They're not going to be creative. They've already tried this once before, and they failed miserably. And that's why we are where we are today. Now, a lot of people do like Sheila Dixon because they said, well, at least when she was in office, it wasn't as violent or dangerous. And I would agree with you on that, too. Mayor Braden Scott, I know a lot of people don't see him as corrupt because he acts like a child. Can we be very frank on that? He, it's childlike, you know. Whether it's him talking about you know sporting events or his favorite players or just some of the things that he posts. I remember when he was running for office in twenty twenty. Uh, they were doing these verses battles. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's like, you know, you, p- you pick a bunch of music that you love from like the 80s or the 90s. And then, uh, you know, you battle somebody else online and you're like, oh, do you remember this song? Oh, you remember this? It's like it's a big game. He did that as part of his campaign. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. What? You're like I can't. He, he's not a serious person. This isn't serious. And so now, when you're thinking about the fact that, you know, even though he plays this childlike character, don't forget that there's also a lot going on here behind the scenes. Again, we'll get into Safe trees here in a second. As Drew pointed out, either he didn't know what was going on at some of these Safe trees locations, and that is gang activity, right? Or he did know, and he helped cover it up. That it's, it's only one of two. And if you didn't know, how the heck did you know about this? And if you did know, I hope you serve time. You know, like, that's where I am on this. Not only that, when it comes to the Inner Harbor, Thru was absolutely correct. And we talked about this when we were uh, discussing the fact that Mayor Scott, just earlier this week, was so happy in inviting everybody to City Hall because they were talking about affordable housing and giving incentives to developers. Well, those same developers are the developers that are donating to his campaign, his reelection campaign, right? And so he did. He got into a room with David Bramble and donors to figure out how they wanted to craft the Inner Harbor with a vision for it. They, they didn't have community engagement. I want you to call any of your friends, any of your neighbors that live in Baltimore City. I want, to, I want you to find somebody that was actually brought into the fold there to help decide what the vision was going to be downtown. No one. No one. And every city resident, in my view, is a stakeholder. They didn't want community input. It was about what the developers wanted, because that's what Mayor Brandon Scott needed to do to make sure that he raised enough money to be reelected mayor. That's what it came down to. And, and then when you're looking at basic government functions, right, the Department of Public Works can't run that. Public safety almost non-existent. Then he does this 90 day sprint, which, you know, it shouldn't have been 90 days. It should be. This is actually his job. He said, I'm going to do my job for 90 days. That should help, (laughs) right? But he does this 90-day sprint uh, with Baltimore uh, Department of Transportation, and they go around and pick up almost $1,000, or 1,000, 1,000 cars, and then said, oh, well, we're picking up abandoned cars. They're not abandoned. They are stolen, okay? And, like, he, he puts a bow on it. This guy... You know, however you want to look at it. And I know there's some people that say, I think he's doing an okay job. He's, you know, you can't expect him to do anything. He's making things worse. I don't know how people can't see this. The vacant homes, right? We were just talking about our fallen heroes. That was under his watch. He then said, all right, well, right, we'll make sure we do something about the vacant homes. We're still waiting. Tick tock, Mr. Mayor. It came to a point where the fire department had to decide, remember we talked about this too, they have to decide whether or not to send anybody in to some of these vacant homes to see if anybody is trapped, to try to rescue anyone. They now decide that at the scene, right? They had to change the way they did their job at the Baltimore City Fire Department because the mayor can't do his job. They like just let all this sink in. This is Wild. I look at it saying, you have the nerve to run for re-election. You should resign immediately. And then Safe Streets, taxpayer dollars. You don't have to live in the city of Baltimore to be included in this conversation. Safe Streets receive taxpayer dollars on the city level, the state level, and the federal level. No matter where you live in this country, you have contributed in some form or fashion to Safe Streets. Now, Safe Streets, as many of us already already know, Safe Streets is part of the criminal element. That is why they are in certain locations. Let's be honest about this. This is why there are some headquarters in certain locations where we know that there are absolutely gangs running those turfs. And that's where they plop down a lot of these headquarters for Safe Streets. Just look at it. Look at the map. Well, now we're finding out, thanks to uh, unsealed court documents, That there really is a link between some of the Safe Streets locations and Safe Street workers and the black guerrilla family gang. And as Theroux pointed out, it is one of the
1: most dangerous gangs in the nation. Take a listen to this audio. Raoul Jeffries pleaded guilty earlier this month to racketeering connected to the notorious gang, the Black Gorilla Family. In the plea agreement, we're learning the safe street site which was supposed to be a safe place for the community was actually the location where the BGF plotted even more crimes, including an attempted murder hit safe streets back in the spotlight in this plea agreement tyrell jeffries tied to baltimore's black guerrilla family gang outlines how the gang used safe streets to further their criminal activity detailing a years-long string of drug dealing attempted murders and using this violence intervention location As a de facto BGF clubhouse. According to the court documents, Jeffries admits that he participated in BGF meetings at the Safe Streets site. Two BGF members in the meetings were employed by Safe Streets as violent interrupters who were tasked with encouraging positive changes. Jeffries admits throughout the spring and summer of 2015, he and other BGF members stashed guns and drugs at the site. And in May of 2015... Jeffrey says his co-conspirators plotted a retaliatory hit on a rival gang member while at the Safe Street site. Jeffries and others shot a rival who was at a vigil for a different homicide victim at the intersection of North Rose and East Monument Streets, just blocks from the Safe Street site. Two years later, Jeffries also admits to selling cocaine on the 2400 block of East Monument, again, just one block from the Safe Street site where people are supposed to be working. To prevent violence. And of
2: course, that's Mackenzie Frost with uh, Fox 45. And I have another clip to say, t- to t- uh, let you hear afterwards. But I wanted to just point out Tyrell Jeffries, they had him in there singing like a canary, didn't they? <laughs> he snitched on everybody. <laughs> look, federal racketeering charges, I don't know what kind of time that carries, but this guy, he's not going in for long. Okay. <laughs> he was like, look, whatever you need to hear, I got you. All right, so he's the one that's singing like a canary. Like I said before, I wish more whistleblowers would come forward so we can learn more about what's been going on at Safe Streets. We're just getting a, a little piece of this. Like This is just a glimpse because Tyrell Jeffries, he knew what was going on at the location on East Monument Street. Now, this is why else I think a lot of people knew about what was going on, all right? Not only did they give them uh, safety Workers immunity from police, right? They didn't have to work with police. They didn't have to speak to police. They didn't have to do anything with police. Why would you give anybody, why would you grant any organization the ability to do that? Because you know exactly what they're doing behind closed doors. That's number one. Number two, the fact that they, remember, this location, the East Monument Street location, it was then changed Okay? They changed the name and they changed it, uh, the catchment zone, uh, and it's now known as McEldree Park. Okay? So it it sounds to me, as they were getting popped, right, as Tyrell Jeffries, they were doing all of this back in 2015. It sounds to me as they were getting popped by the feds, you then had people, whether they were at uh, Living Classrooms because they were overseeing this particular location, or whether it was in City Hall, somebody decided to do some rebranding. And the only reason you would do rebranding is because what? Because they knew that they got popped. Why would you shut it down when you knew that happened between, uh, you know, when it was the East Monument location, Tyrell Jeffries, BGF? Why would you just shut that location down? Why on earth would you just rebrand it, name it a different name, and then open it right back up? You cannot convince me that you don't have people in City Hall today. That had no clue what was going on. I'm sorry. You can't convince me. Look, I don't think they're the brightest bunch over there, but they're not this stupid. No, no. There's no way. I think, and and think about this, these guys, they're all, those that work at Safe Streets, they're convicted felons. Now, of course, as I told you before, I'm all about second chances. There are many convicted felons, serve their time, go on to live great lives, even go on to mentor people to make sure other young men don't end up in the same position. And then there are some convicted felons that usually end up back into the streets, right? And that is what we call, you know... Uh, unfortunately, that's, you know, it's like a relapse kind of thing. It happens all the time. Then they want a third chance, a fourth chance, whatever. But even just knowing this, you have to be a convicted felon to be hired within Safe Streets. You can't, you can't be an average person. Like myself, I can't go work at Safe Streets. I've never been convicted of a crime. Okay, Bride the producer, you can't go work at Safe Streets. I know you've been wanting to do this all your life, <laughs> but you can't go over there. One, you're not black. Two, <laughs> Yeah, i noticed that too i think that's also a requirement you have to be a convicted felon and black okay sorry brian you're out of the fold well you just <laughs> oh you identify as black well then you're it come on no no you still you gotta commit a crime all right sorry about that but still at the same time these guys that had drugs they had guns they had all these things stored remember they're convicted felons okay that makes this even worse Again, I don't believe that they had no idea within the Mayor's Office of Neighborhood Safety and Engagement that this has been going on for quite some time. I don't believe it. Now, this was happening in 2015 on East Monument Street. Remember, the location that was recently raided in October, that was the Bel Air Edison location. Okay? These are two totally different locations. That is why it is in my belief, even when you're looking at the Brooklyn Day Massacre and the location over there at Brooklyn Homes... It is my belief that all of the Safe Streets locations are somehow linked to gangs. That is my belief. That is my theory. I, I, I believe it 100%. And I believe, and this is what I believe, I believe there might be different gangs running different locations. And that is why you even have some of these turf wars. Remember, if you heard there with Mackenzie Frost, she pointed out, that there was a plot to kill someone else at a visual or at a funeral. You know what? I think it was a visual. They were they were gathered around uh, mourning the death of someone else. They then plotted at this location to, to do a drive-by, right? They ended up shooting someone, but they, they survived, okay? I do believe that the Brooklyn Homes location, I believe that's a different gang, and I believe those that went around to check on the Brooklyn Homes uh, residents to see how much information they knew after the Brooklyn Day Massacre, they wanted to know whether or not they believed Safe Streets was involved, whether or not someone believed a, a person of Safe Streets, uh, whether it was a different location or that one, were involved. Because remember, we were told by the time the Brooklyn Day Massacre played out, we were told Safe Streets had left for the night. How convenient. How convenient. This, this is wild. I'm glad that the feds are involved, but this is worse than we thought, ladies and gentlemen. It is in my belief, and I want you guys to weigh in, 410-WCBM-680, 410-922-6680. It is in my belief the city of Baltimore might as well be, be run by the BGF. It is, it's my belief now. When you hear City Council President Nick Mosby, when you hear Mayor Brandon Scott, when you hear all of these individuals talk about safe streets and they all run scared, right? They back down. You ask them, "Are you going to shut down safe streets? Are you going to ask for more transparency?" Well, well, no, I don't know. They they do great work as far as we know. They are mediating conflicts. Something is going on here. These people are compromised. Clean city hall. Clean it up. They they have to be involved. They're not that dumb. We get back, over to hear your thoughts on this. And then we're going to hear more from McKenzie Frost on what else was going on at this particular safe location.
3: Hi, this is Sean Casey. If you snore, you may have sleep apnea. But Dr. Damien Blum of Feel Well Rested has a simple solution, and it's not that cumbersome CPAP mask. Dr. Damien Blum will fit you with a custom-fit mouthpiece if you have sleep apnea. Make an appointment to see Dr. Damien Blum. If you're tired or overweight, clear your throat or snore, you may have sleep apnea. Sleep apnea can cause strokes, heart attacks, memory problems like Alzheimer's or dementia, and even death. Also, there's a connection to diabetes, acid reflux, and erectile dysfunction. Dr. Damien Blum is certified by the American Board of Dental Sleep Medicine, and he's a diplomat of the American Academy of Dental Sleep Medicine. Most health insurances are accepted, and they are in-network providers for Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and Medicare. Call Dr. Damian Blum at Feel Well Rested at 410-744-6088. 410-744-6088. They want to help you feel well rested, too. Call today. 410-744-6088.
4: Chronic pain can be very bossy. What do I mean? It tells you what you can or can't do. Sometimes it even has the audacity to keep you from working. I missed almost three weeks of work, and I was no longer able to play tennis. The pain was really debilitating sometimes. I've missed Thanksgivings. Abby was ready to put the bossy bad back in her past. And that's when she discovered QC Kinetics and their non-surgical treatments for pain. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine with tens of thousands of satisfied patients, people who have experienced real lasting relief without drugs and without surgery. It has just been the
5: most life-changing, amazing
4: experience.
5: Not only life-changing, but career-saving. I get to continue to do the career that I love.
4: I'm playing tennis again. Stop letting that joint pain boss you around. Start with a free consultation at QC QC Kinetics.
6: Call QC Kinetics. 410-989-PAIN. That's 410-989-PAIN. 410-989-PAIN.
1: Maryland Elite Firearms in Finksburg is family-owned and operated for over 30 years. You'll always receive friendly and courteous service at Maryland Elite. They stock all your favorite manufacturers and have a large selection of firearms, ammo, and accessories. Great prices at MarylandEliteFirearms.com. Shop local.
6: Sean Eddity. I don't think this is the plan that David Weiss originally had. As a matter of fact, it was not. You know, there's always been an effort here. Let us be clear. They don't really care about Hunter Biden. This came out in the last two weeks that, hmm, Well, we wonder if Hunter is going to be the sacrificial lamb in all this. It's not about Hunter. It's always been and continues to be about protecting Joe Biden as president.
0: Weekday afternoons 3 to 6 on Talk Radio 680 WCBM.
2: All right, we're talking about safe streets here in the city of Baltimore. We're learning so much more about this uh, organization I also wanted to add on to this. Yesterday, if you missed it, uh, Councilman Mark Conway, the 4th District here in the city of Baltimore, he says this. Baltimore took a big step today toward full local control of our police department. These signed bills are a product of collaboration between the council, Mayor Scott, and advocates. And I look forward to working in Annapolis to remove remaining restrictions on local authority. Yes, they're still pushing to have full and total control the Baltimore City Police Department. Now, if you hear about anything else, right, when it comes to safe streets, they can't even control safe streets. They want to control BPD. They can't even they can't even get the trash picked up. They can't even run Department of Public Works. You wanna run the police department? I thought about this and I thought there's no way these guys that can't even run a lemonade stand believe that they can run the police department. So why else would they want to do this? Well, when we find more out about Safe Streets and the fact that it's a criminal enterprise, wouldn't it be interesting to have full control of the BPD while the black guerrilla family is pretty much running everything else? Why? Why not, right? Of course that's what it is. BGF, I'm sure they would love to run the Baltimore City Police Department, just like they're running Safe Streets. They would love it, wouldn't they? When I tell you, I look, I I knew the city was corrupt. I knew very much so about the wire. I didn't know it was this corrupt. I have to be honest with you. I didn't think it was this bad. I've got uh, David and Kurtz Bay. David, good morning to you. I'm sure you definitely want to weigh in.
4: Good morning, Ms. Kim. Um, the fact of the matter is BG, uh, I'm sorry, um, Safe Streets is nothing but a front for gang activity and money corruption that's all it is there is literally a safe street in brooklyn maryland on Patapsco avenue not even two businesses over from them is one of the biggest drug operations in brooklyn and that's on fifth street and there has been many people shot on that corner there is no violence interruption happening there is no one even at this location and i drive not only curtis bay but brooklyn three to four times a day There's never a Safe Streets person anywhere in Brooklyn or anywhere in Curtis Bay. We just had three people murdered in Curtis Bay. Did you see Safe Streets there? Did you hear anyone talking about Safe Streets? Nope. Nope.
2: Never, never, David. This is wild to me. Now, as you pointed out, there's one in Brooklyn, and we watched after the Brooklyn Homes, I call it massacre, we watched as Safe Street employees were knocking on doors and canvassing the area. It is in my belief, David, and I want to get how your your thoughts on this. It's in my belief that they were trying to gather information to see what residents knew and to hope that they did not work with police. What are your thoughts on it?
4: Uh, I completely agree with you. They are nothing but intimidation. Yeah. What are you doing? Hold on, I got something. Get right or run me off the road. Nope. <laughs> um, you got nothing but, you know, intimidation factors from there. Now, don't get me wrong. I have met one or two of them, and they seem like decent men, and they do want to make a difference. But you can't do it from a criminal enterprise and a convicted felons, and then there's no oversight whatsoever. And the fact that the, the mayor and Nick Mosby is pumping so much into this there has to be an ulterior motive here. This is clearly not working. So why would you keep putting money into it?
2: Yeah, yeah. I I hope that this story hits a national level and we get a bunch of national news networks here because that's I think that's the only thing that's going to get these people out of office. Uh, David, you heard uh, the uh, the interview there with Theroux. Uh, let me ask you: Are are you where, where are you leading here with the mayoral race?
4: Uh, I already told you, Miss Kim. Theroux is my number one pick. Um, when I went through my stuff with the squeegee kid pulling the gun on me and going through all that, you know, that was a hard thing for me, and Thru was the only one there for me. Yeah. Through cares. through wants change. Now, people don't want Thru to get in office for the simple fact that this corruption will no longer happen on his watch.
2: Yeah, I agree with you, David, 100%. Thank you so much for calling in. Coming up next, we've got so much to talk about. Wow, nationally, locally, stay right there.
7: SRN News. How much, number of Republican governors, along with House Speaker Johnson, voice support for Texas Governor Greg Abbott, at odds with the Biden administration, which has been fighting to keep the southern border open while Abbott is trying to secure the border. Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee, among a growing number of Republicans, urging Nikki Haley to drop out of the GOP presidential race. Blackburn says it's clear that Donald Trump will be the party's standard bearer. Ohio's Republican-led state legislature has successfully overridden Governor DeWine's veto of a bill banning so-called gender-affirming care for minors. The law, which also says no boys and girls sports teams, is take effect in three months from now. Stocks are higher on Wall Street. The Dow is up 184 points. The Nasdaq ahead 100, and the S and P is up 28 points. More details srnnews.com.
5: Hi, it's Bruce Elliott. You've been hearing me talk about Rescue Supplements for years. Well, Rescue Natural Supplements has launched a free personalized health survey that prioritizes all of your health goals. Whether you've been taking Rescue products for years or don't know where to start, in just five minutes, discover tailored Rescue Supplements that fill the gaps in your nutritional needs. That means no more guessing on products at the store or ignoring the issues altogether. And the best part right now... You get a whopping 50% off recommended products after completing the survey. Now to get started, go to res-q.life. Again, that's res-q.life. Or call 800-26-ALIVE, that's 800-262-5483, to get help from a knowledgeable rescue product consultant. I took a short survey, and let me tell you, I was blown away to see my results. So don't wait. Visit res-q.life. And get 50% off recommended products today.
2: Lots of clouds, lots of rain,
1: steady flow of moisture from the south means showers much of the day. It is a warm day though, 57. Showers overnight as well, and some showers to start the day tomorrow. We're dry, cloudy for the rest of the day. 68 the high tomorrow, and then starting to cool down over the weekend. Saturday, only a slight chance of a shower. 56 Saturday. I'm meteorologist Terry Smith from the Weather Channel for Talk Radio 680 WCBM.
7: Can't wait weeks for your tax refund? Then don't. At Jackson Hewitt, get money today if you're approved for a no-fee refund advance loan on a prepaid card. Book today at JacksonHewitt.com. No-fee refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at JacksonHewitt.com.
0: The start of the new year brings possibilities, yet too often this enthusiasm is met with pain in our feet, knees, and back. Does that sound like you? Then it's time to check out the Goodfeet Store. Goodfeet Art supports are FSA, HSA eligible. Come into the Goodfeet Store for your free fitting and test walk.
1: Get a tax refund advance loan at Jackson Hewitt now. No fee refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at (laughs) jacksonhewitt.com.
7: Forget about Macy's, Kohl's, or Target. The real deal for merchandise is at the WCBM store. Go to WCBM.com, that's WCBM.com, and explore the wide range of goods that we have for our WCBM listeners, like mugshot tees, hoodies, duffel bags, and so much more. Explore our unique collection and get some of our swag. Get yours now and own a piece of the conversation at the WCBM store, WCBM.com. Join Gil Kuda live every Thursday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for On the Money. Gil will take your calls on how to live a worry-free retirement with a rebroadcast Sunday mornings from 9 a.m. until 10. It's On the Money on WCBM.
2: All right. We are wrapping this conversation about safe streets, but I wanted to make sure you heard, you know, Mackenzie Frost, she's been on this like a dog on a bone, and I, I really appreciate her for doing so. Uh, We've learned so much about Safe Streets uh, because of the reporting that she's done. And, you know, now that we see some of these uh, documents being uh, unsealed, uh, court documents uh, from the federal level, as you have now a a snitch, I guess you could call him. That's what the streets would call him. Uh, Someone that formerly worked at Safe Streets, well, he was taking a plea deal and decided to tell everything. Uh, but he just knows what was going on in that specific location. As I said before, the East Monument location that has now been rebranded as McKeldry Park. Now, a couple pieces with that. As I mentioned, the living classrooms, that is the organizations that oversaw that East Monument location. Now, of course they knew. They would have had to know about the federal investigation, right? When it comes to LifeBridge, when it comes to Catholic charities that runs also different locations, LifeBridge runs the Bel Air Edison location that was recently raided by the FBI and is currently shut down because of the raid. And they said possible link to BGF. My question to these organizations, why are you linking your wagon to the two safe streets? Why are you doing this? Like, that is a serious question for me, because I was, I was thinking about this last night. Why would organizations that have lots of donors, lots of support, if you look at the board over at Living Classrooms, just look at the board members. You think they want to be linked to any of this nonsense? No. These are prestigious people. These are high-profile millionaires. They don't want to be linked to this. Why are you doing this? What are you getting out of it? I got to see how much of that $641 million from the ARPA funds, how much of that went to these organizations that are just fine with overseeing safe streets. I got to look in the books because otherwise this makes no sense. This makes no sense. Lots of people use LifeBridge. Lots of people like Catholic charities. Lots of people like Living Classrooms. To the point where you've got multi-millionaires sitting on the board. And you're telling me that you knew for years about links between Safe Streets and the black gorilla family gang? And these people didn't want to pull out? There's no way. So not only are they keeping secrets from the public, they're keeping secrets from their board members. I know some of the people on the board over at Living Classrooms. In no way would they want to be linked to any of this. And so I wonder what will happen now that this information is coming out. I know that they made some arrangements. Remember, uh, they took some of these stationery locations that were managed by Living Classrooms. If you recall, some of those locations are now managed by either Catholic Charities or LifeBridge. So Living Classrooms, they pulled back on a lot of these locations. I wonder why. I wonder why. So Mayor Brandon Scott, he was asked just yesterday, because of course this news broke, he was asked by McKinsey Frost about possible
1: gang activity at other locations. Just take a listen to what he had to say.
8: All right. Good morning, everyone. Wednesday. Thank you for joining us. We
1: press Mayor Brandon Scott about Safe Streets being used as a gang hangout and a place to plot even more crimes. Can you definitively say that similar things are not happening at other Safe Streets locations in the city?
8: What I can say is that Anytime that we find anybody uh, being involved in criminal activity, McKenzie, we remove those people and turn those over to the other parts of the justice system. I said to you a thousand times, I don't care if those things are being had at the DBW office, if they're being plotted out in the basement of Fox Forty Five T V, wherever they're being plotted out, our folks are working to find those people and remove them as we and working with our law enforcement partners as was the case in this case.
1: But yes or no, can you definitively say that that's not happening?
8: What I can tell you again is that When we know people are committing criminal acts, my police department arrests them.
1: The mayor not answering yes or no. The city shut down the Safe Streets site in 2015 after guns and drugs were found, but later it resumed violence prevention efforts. Now the location is operating at a different site. But this is not the first time BGF and Safe Streets have been connected. In October 2023, the FBI executing a search warrant at the Bel Air Edison Safe Street site, along with the homes of employees. One employee, David Caldwell, was hit with a state-level ammunition charge. That was later dropped due to the federal search warrant remaining sealed. Caldwell, no longer employed with Safe Streets, and the site remains inactive.
2: All right, that was with Frost. As you heard there, she was asking questions just yesterday at the presser. And, uh, Mayor Scott, he got a little tug of cheek there saying, I don't care if they're, they're doing criminal activity in the basement of Fox 45. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. You know that's not happening. But what is happening is that you have some of these Safe Street locations and a lot of these Safe Street workers involved in criminal activity. That is without a doubt. As I told you before, there are some people that call some of these workers 50 percenters, uh, meaning that they got one foot in the game, one foot out, right? Even that they're probably working with the city, but they're also selling drugs and doing what well have you. I also noted, uh, you know, back, oh gosh, do you remember when uh, Commissioner Worley and Mayor Scott were going around town and they, he was basically trying to persuade uh, city con- uh, constituents? That Commissioner Worley could handle the job. You remember that? They went to a couple of different places and they were able to ask questions and they were able to talk to the mayor and the commissioner. Well, when they did the, the, uh, the shake and bake, right? Pennsylvania Avenue. Do you, do you remember this? When they went to that location, you had a gentleman that stood up in the audience and said, uh, just so you know, Mayor Scott, I've actually seen Safe Street workers selling drugs outside of the Sandtown Winchester location. And Mayor Scott said, well, well, if you see anything, then, you know, uh, call call my office. And you remember, he did not want this guy to call the police. You You remember that? He said, call his office, and they would handle it. Now, he also got into a screaming match a little bit there with somebody else at Shake and Bake. Remember, the guy was like, well, you didn't show up to the squeegee initiative meeting, and you were late to this, and you were late to that. And Mayor Scott said, ho, 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 who you been watching, you talking to? We over West Side. Remember that? Do you remember that? You're over west side. Yeah. Where you feel as though that you've got backup. Again, there's no way in the world that I think that Mayor Scott had no clue that BGF was running some of these these locations. No way in the world. Now that I look back at a lot of things that he said, right? Now that I look back, this guy knows. Also there at the question, I'm going to get to the phone lines here. If you want to weigh in, 410-WCBM-680, 410-922-6680. If you noted there, Mackenzie Frost asked him, "Could you say definitively that there isn't any crime or criminal activity at other safe use locations? You know what his answer was? If we find that there is, basically saying they will take action if someone is caught. Any other mayor would say, actually, just so you know, we're investigating now. We're doing an internal investigation to make sure, to make sure there isn't any crime or criminal activity at any other Stacey's location. That's not what he told her. He said, if somebody gets caught, we'll take action then. Again, there's no way Mayor Scott does not know what's going on. It's written all over the walls. You can see it. I got Bright in Bel Air. Bright, you wanted to
1: weigh in?
6: Yes, I'm so glad that you're talking about this, and you're absolutely 1,000% right on the city knowing what's going on from the mayor's office right on down, and and they are hiding it. And you were talking about the charities, why they would want to be involved. Yeah. I I think it's all over control because they can push their narrative and, and run the police and the laws to go after the honest law abiding citizens and other the actual taking care of the criminals.
2: So so Brian, so you think that they could, you know, for them it's advantageous because then you know, they have more control. I, I know what you're saying there, but I look at like living classrooms, I mean they do a lot of good work. It's it's so hard for me to believe that they would be okay with this.
6: There's somebody along the line that wants to put it off as their social feel good thing. And 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 it's for years. Look, they had control of the jails, yeah. And you think it being control over the city council or the mayor's office? And look who look look back to who actually started this. This is a dirty thing. It's been going on for a while, and I think it even goes farther down to the state house because the way the state house backs the city and Scott so hard, yeah. Well, it's it's to push the narrative, it, and they know they know these are criminals. I mean, like you said, they, they, you have to be a, a, a convicted felon. I mean, that's like putting the fox in, in, in the hen coop.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're right, Brian. Thank you so much for weighing in. I hope you have a great afternoon. I also look at this. You know, those that uh, Shante Jackson, right, remember she was the head of Monzi, Mayor's Office of Neighborhood Safety Engagement, that oversees Safe Streets. She would say that she was getting data back and she was working with those, uh, a few individuals at Johns Hopkins. Now, let's just think about Johns Hopkins here for a second. I'm just putting this out in the atmosphere. I'm not making any allegations or accusation. I'm just going to put out the facts, and then you just let it sink in and let those facts take you where they lead, okay? Johns Hopkins has told us, uh, through Shante Jackson, that Safe Streets has absolutely been mediating conflicts. Johns Hopkins came up with a study saying that the violence uh, interrupters and the prevention, all of that was absolutely necessary. When you look back at former state's attorney Marilyn Mosby, remember the the data she was using, saying that not prosecuting those that were committing quality of life crimes, according to her, Johns Hopkins was telling her that that was a good way to go about this. I am now convinced. (laughs) This is kind of what Brian was saying there in Bel Air. I'm now convinced that this goes far, a lot further than I than I ever imagined. I'm now convinced. I also have this text message here from Damon. Uh, good morning, Damon, to you as well. It says, uh, Kim, I'll tell you, I know for a fact a Baltimore 311 has shady individu- individuals employed there. Now, Damon, you're not the first one that has sent that in my text line, by the way. He goes on to say, they have people that work there that are going back into these neighborhoods and giving these criminals a heads up. Telling people who called and reported things. Baltimore 311 needs to be revamped as well. I agree with you, David. I agree with you. Because remember, people are calling three one one to get a lot of the illegal dumping and the trash removed, right? Or to report some of the vacant housing. A lot of the illegal dumping and a lot of the vacant housing has been used as what they call quote-unquote trap houses. So some of these vacant houses, if you go in, don't do not do this, by the way. Don't go in. But some of these houses are being used to store drugs and guns. And so you have a situation where, and you ever hear about like the d- d- dead bodies that's been found in the vacant houses? The dead bodies, they never seem to know how they got there, or who, you know, they don't ever have a suspect, or da-da-da, right? Those cases hardly ever get solved. Never. Right? And you're thinking about, like, well, how hard could it be? I mean, it's like, there's got to be some kind of physical evidence. Somebody getting a body into this vacant house, or even shooting someone in the vacant house. They never solve those cases. Also, if you look at the illegal dumping, and any police officer will tell you this, by the way. That's how I learned a lot about this from the police and uh, some other community members. The illegal dumping, uh, a lot of it is in certain areas of the city. Uh, And a lot of it, if you ever notice, it's piled up in certain areas and in certain ways because apparently uh, a lot of the illegal dump trash, the, the gang members like to keep that up around as like perimeters around some of those houses. In which they're storing guns and drugs. There are also instances where, and, and this I learned from a community member, there are also instances where there could be uh, like fishing line. You know, fishing line is a clear line that you would uh, use to go fishing. Well, apparently, sometimes outside of these houses where they store the drugs and the guns, you'll have fishing line where they know where the fishing line is, but if they're ever running from police, From my understanding, they have fishing line that's out and about, uh, where the police obviously don't know. So when they take off, you know, obviously the police get tripped up. And the same with the illegal dumping. The same with, uh, having some of like the discarded needles and things that are out there. A lot of that is to, uh, you know, basically stop the police in their pursuit. It's, it's, this is very organized. And it is in my view that you can't have something organized like this without the backing of, and as Brian pointed out, city council or the mayor's office. And so when my friend texted me this morning, hello, friend, and asked me if I heard that uh, interview between, um, you know, we had broadcasters and city council president Nick Mosby, of course, I was listening in because I knew he was going to be asked about Safe Streets and the information just came out. What does city council president Nick Mosby do? He said, well, you know, we should really, Safe Streets does a great job. They do. They mediate conflicts. Remember, there isn't any data. There isn't any data on Safe Streets. There isn't anything to tell you that they're doing a good job. Do you, they can't give you anything that says there has been any results on anything. That It doesn't exist. This criminal enterprise could not exist as well without the people on top helping them out. It just couldn't. It could not. And so, yes, David, I agree with you. I bet there are people at 311 that are telling some of these gang members, they're telling them exactly who's making the phone call. Because remember, people don't call 311 just because they want to do something about the illegal dumping. They also call 311 at times because they want to do something about the open air drug markets on the corners of their streets. And I know this because I know some people that are afraid to call the police because they're afraid that they won't be anonymous reporting the drug dealers. Well, guess what? As David pointed out, those at 311, they're telling them. They're telling them. This, this is. Disastrous. Meanwhile, those that are calling in three one one, those that are calling the police, those law abiding citizens, they're the taxpayers. The taxpayers are fronting all of this. And this is what they get in return. If the if the voters in Baltimore City don't wake up now, it's never gonna happen. It's never going to happen. I am going to move on from this topic. Uh, I am going to get to some of your text messages here. It's sad to see, and as Marty pointed out in the text line, he believes because of the way the mayoral race is now set up, he believes that Mayor Brennan Scott could possibly, in fact, get back in office and become reelected. I pray that is not the case. That's not the case. But I think the only, the only people that are going to do something about, basically, the inmates running the city as uh, are people that are on the outside, right? And we've had a couple of them here on the show. But it has to be people from the outside. Otherwise, you're going to continue to get the same old, same old. Think about the race in 2020. Remember how close it was between Mayor Scott and Sheila Dixon? Remember that? It was really close between those two. You had lots of other people that were in the race who I thought were well-qualified, who could probably do a good job. But it also seemed to me that you need somebody, right? The people that were really chosen, if you're thinking about it, they're people that would allow safe streets to continue. And they would allow a lot of some of the criminal activity to continue. Let's be honest. I like Sheila Dixon. I do. But as Theroux pointed out, safe streets wouldn't even be a thing without Sheila. And when we had her on the show, remember when I asked her if she knew about the federal investigation into safe streets while she was there? Do you remember her response? She said, I don't recall. I'm sorry, guys. I'm <laughs> I thought there was a way out. I thought there was a light at the end of the tunnel. The voters, you've got you've to decide here. You've got to decide. You could put $100 million into the Inner Harbor. If they don't get these criminals out of office and get these criminals off the streets, nothing's going to change. It'll be a waste of taxpayer dollar, just like everything else in this city. You can't call in. I am going to wrap this up. 410-WCBM-680, 410 6680 I will get to your text uh, as soon as we get back. Uh, and, of course, we've got so many other things to talk about. Some of these things we'll have to probably uh, push over to tomorrow. I'm sorry to get off on this tangent with Safe Streets, but when all this information was uh, released yesterday, and I really took a good look at it, and then I went back to take a look at some of the things that have been said in the past, I thought, you know what, boom, here, we got them. We gotta lock them up, boys. <laughs> we'll be right back.
3: Is your roof leaking? Do you have water spots in your walls or ceilings? Do you have leaks around your chimney or skylights? If so, then you may need to repair or replace your roof before the damage escalates. Call Wallace Roofing at 410-655-3700. Wallace Roofing is in business for over 90 years. is a third-generation family-owned and operated full-service roofing company. Specializing in steep and flat roofs. All types of metal roofs, gutters, downspouts, and skylights. They do residential and commercial roofs and do not use subcontractors. When your roof does need It's important to get not only the finest quality materials available, but a fair and reasonable price on installing those materials as well. If your roof is showing signs of wear or problems, call Wallace Roofing at 410-655-3700. For roof repair and replacement, that's Wallace Roofing, 410-655-3700. 0% financing is also available. Wallace Roofing, 410-655-3700, MHIC number 1566. Wallace Roofing, above all, a good roof.
8: gold just hit a new all-time high and it could go much higher as people realize just how delicate our economy is hi i'm dr ron paul and i've spoken to many americans who are deeply concerned about losing everything and not being able to do anything about it this is why i'm thankful for physical gold iras from birch gold group Because unlike digital and paper assets, gold is a true safe haven that all Americans should consider for their financial security. To find out more, text the word HEDGE to 989898. Birch Gold Group will send you a free info kit on gold IRAs. This is your chance to secure your IRA or 401k against the unpredictable nature of our economy text hedge to the number 989898 now to request your free info kit on gold IRAs.
7: Can't wait weeks for your tax refund? Then don't. At Jackson Hewitt, get money today if you're approved for a no-fee refund advance loan on a prepaid card. Book today at JacksonHewitt.com No-fee refund advance offer to eligible clients. Application required. Loans by Republic Bank Details at JacksonHewitt.com
0: Hey guys, it's Carson. Thursday on the show, one quarter of Gen Z are now LGBTQIA+. But it's not a choice. Plus the LA Times, Washington Post, NBC, Paramount all slashing their staffs because that's what happens when you abandon truth for propaganda. And the Democrat Socialists of America are going bankrupt.
6: We're winning. Noon to 3 on WCBM.
2: Don't forget, uh, if you missed the interview this morning at 9.30, we had Theroux Garage on the line. Uh, you can always go to WCBM.com, click on Podcast, and then go down to Kim Klasick Live. And you can hear the interview there. That show should be up. I should say this show should be up by 2 p.m. today. Uh, but you have shows from uh, prior uh, that are archived there as well. If you ever miss a show, you can tune in. I got Ron in Baltimore. Ron, you wanted to weigh in on rule now in the race?
0: Yeah, um, as much as I like the spot Good morning, Kim. I'm sorry. Good morning. Um, as much as I like Theroux, even though I'm am conservative, you know, I, I just Tharou seems like a good guy, very law and order orient, oriented. Um, not not the biggest fan of Wendy Buzel. Her heart seems like it's in the right place, but they have the same problem with the mayor's race, and I'm afraid it it's just going to open it up for Brandon Scott to slide his skinny little self right in there again. And that is, you know, i I've, I've born and raised in Baltimore City. I've been all over the world with the military. I've seen a lot of cities. Baltimore is by far the most racist city I've ever been in. And by, by that, I mean there's no way the majority of Baltimore voters are voting for an Indian guy or voting for a white woman. The days of voting for somebody like even godforsaken Martin O'Malley, those days are gone. Yeah, the majority of Baltimoreans are going to vote for somebody that looks like them. Right or wrong, whether it's the best thing or not, it's it's this identity politics loyalty that just drives me insane. Which is one of the reasons why I want to get out of occupied Baltimore as fast as I can.
2: Ron, no, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. It's definitely going to be tough. First of all, Ron, thank you for your service. I guess you. you know I could ask you because I know like you said, you've been living here for for quite some time. Well, you're looking at the information coming out of Safe Streets. Are you surprised at all?
0: Not in the least. Not in the least. And and the previous caller who said there's some shady types working at 311, oh, heck yeah. Um, I I made the mistake of calling 311 a couple times. The hood rats knew exactly who called. Um, there's only one way that happens, and that right. if the people at Safe Streets are revealing that information. You know, you got, you've got all, you know, uh, you, you've got probably half a city government You know, I'm just throwing, I'll figure out. Probably half the city government, you know, DPW, Safe Streets, all that crap, 311. They're probably all cronies of uh, of, of Mayor Scott. Yeah. You know, I have a cousin that used to be on the city council. He says, hey, you know, he's he's a good kid, good family. Good family? Really? I've heard his mother mentioned. Have you ever heard his father mentioned even once? Never. Because there are some stories going around. I won't say it. Now, because I'm actually supposed to be in a meeting, but, uh, you know, he, there's some stories going around. I got a, I got a 50%er living right next door to me. Um, maybe some people can call in if they know anything about Brandon Scott's daddy, and yeah. that would explain a lot about why he is the way he is and why Safe Street gets away with what they
2: get away with. Oh, very interesting, team. There, Ron. Thank you so much. I appreciate you again. Thank you for your service. You know, I also thought this when uh, Mayor Brandon Scott left. The squeegee extortionists on the streets. We had many people call in saying that they believe that the squeegee extortionists were, in fact, connected to the gangs here in Baltimore. And when he didn't get off the streets after they one of them murdered Timothy Reynolds, that spoke that spoke volumes, didn't it? It did. You're leaving them on the streets. You're just moving them out in certain zones. Volumes. Alright, we're going to move on from this There's a website company Involved with the Baltimore City government Shocker, right? Well, apparently they are charging taxpayers A lot of money for a website that still isn't active Wait till you hear this story You're not going to want to miss it Also, 1125-ish will be playing Who Said That? As we do every day on Kim Clasic Live
5: Hey, it's Bruce Elliott. Tim Kyle Electric is thrilled to announce Tim Kyle Electric is now Tim Kyle Electric Heating and Cooling. They've expanded their expertise to HVAC services. Now, for years, they have been a trusted name in the electrical industry, serving residential and commercial clients with excellence and dedication. Now they're proud to bring their wealth of experience and exceptional service to homes that are looking for HVAC services. As the seasons change, it's more important than ever to ensure your home is equipped with reliable heating, ventilation, and air conditioning systems. And with Tim Kyle Electric, Heating and Cooling. They're here to cater to your needs, ensuring comfort and peace of mind for you and your family. The cold weather is here, so call Tim Kyle Electric Heating and Cooling for all your electrical and HVAC solutions. Call 410-876-9404, 410-876-9404, or at TimKyleCompany.com. 410-876-9404, or TimKyleCompany.com. Tim Kyle Electric Heating and Cooling. WCVM Baltimore is talk radio 680 AM and 99.9 FM in Hartford County.
0: Baltimore is listening.